Yes. If you put a fly in my house, proud of yourselves. It's not a small thing. It's not a small thing. You know, when the Rav invited me when we first uh, spoke, so we were talking about different schedules, which night to come, whatever. So, you know, basically it was pretty much, pick a night, we'll find a yard side or something, and uh, we'll make it happen, you know? And everyone knows there's no party like Lakewood party, you know what I'm saying? So, it's whenever it works, however you do it. The Baruch Hashem worked out by the Israelites around the Israelites' yard site. As the Rav mentioned, I, uh, I have a personal discussion with the Meshulach, Meshulach, to such a thing. So it's like this. I want to share with you a Torah tonight. I'm not going to mention the Meshulach at all. I'm not going to quote any piece from, from the Israelites, but it's Kula Yishvitz. Alright, so you know, it says in Pasa, Viga Shel Yehuda. Viga Shel Yehuda. So the Medrash says, everyone knows, it says in Pasuk, Hini Melochim Noadu Yachta. The Pasuk, Chazal, are connecting that Pasuk and Telem with Vigash El Yehuda, that this is an approach, this is coming together of two different worlds. There's the world of Yehuda and the world of Yosef. So we know that everything in Torah is not just something that happened once upon a time, it's telling us something about ourselves, something about our Avodah Hashem right now. Especially this Inyan, this Sugya of Yosef and Yehuda. Every single one of us is called a Yehudi, right? We're called Jews, we're called Yehuda, because it's a part of who we are, which is Shaykh to the world of Yehuda. The Pasuk, on the other hand, also describes Kalah Yisrael's She'eris Yosef, the remnant of Yosef HaTzadik. So each one of us has the quality of Yehuda and the quality of Yosef. So the more we can investigate and unravel this sugya of what are these two worlds coming together, V'yigesh of Yehuda, Yehuda and Yosef, the more we'll understand ourselves, and the more we'll understand a little bit of how the world is, what's, what's happening right now as we get closer to the revelation of Mashiach ben David with Mashiach ben Yosef, which is Bez Hashem, right around the corner, which was like to see with her own eyes. So that, that sugya of Yehuda and Yosef is becoming more and more, uh, it's becoming more and more apparent that we need to unravel that sugya. It's, it's really desperate. We're in really desperation mode of figuring this out. So let's understand. You know, I'll, I'll tell you something. Before I prepare a shear, it's not like I just like come up with you know ten shiurim and I just you know say whenever I need to. I try to think of the chaver that I'm going to be speaking to. So I didn't know you, but I just imagine like with chaver that's what I'm going to be speaking to. So if there's anything here that's misunderstood or not, you know, it's too hard. Whoever, it's your fault. Okay, it's not it's not my problem. It's your problem. Okay, and so this shear comes from for you. So, you know, it's a very interesting thing when it comes to Yosef and Yehuda. Yaakov and his relationship, we know, was something very, very special with Yosef, right? Yosef Tzadik, in a certain sense, was the greatest of all the Shvatim. He was so great, he was so great, that he reached the level of absolute shlemus that a Shevet can have, which is that he actually became a little bit of like, like an Av, right? We know that the, there's a big divide between the Avis and the Shvatim. The greatest achievement that a shevet can possibly have, the absolute shlemus, the ceiling of a shevet, conceptually is what? Is to be like an av. It's to be similar to an av. And that's exactly what Yosef reached. Keruven v'shem and yiyuli. That Menashe and Ephraim are both individual shvatim that come from Yosef Tzadik, and that way Yosef is like, a, like one of the others of the shem. Which means that in a certain sense, Yosef Tzadik was the most shalim, was the most complete of all the shvatim. Again, to the extent that he even, on some level, got to the level of the Avis themselves. Yet, Mitzad Shani, he's not the Melech. 
The Melech is Yehuda. So we have to figure this out. We have to figure this out. What exactly is this Indian? Now, Yosef, on the one hand, seems to be the greatest of all the Shvatim in terms of Shlemus. Yavit Sasheni Malchus is in the world of Yehuda. How do these things go together? Okay. Let's put that to the side, okay? At the end, we'll get back to that. And if I, if I forget to, then remind me, okay? Sometimes I get distracted with myself. So, okay. I've been feeling something the past couple of days. I don't know, you have, I'm sure you have a little bit. I'm, each one to their, to their own uh, extent. Which is, there's a huge letdown after Hanukkah. A huge letdown after Hanukkah. You have to understand, Hanukkah was not just a yontif. Hanukkah is really the chasima of the entire yontif season, which began with Rosh Hashanah, even before with El. That entire tekuf of Yom Tov, it finishes with Zayis Hanukkah. And the next tekuf of Yom Tov that we have, Bez Hashem, which will start by Purim, leading to Pesach and Shavuos and so on, that's a little bit away. So right now we're in sort of Yantif no man land, right? It's already after Hanukkah, and it's a way till Purim. It's Namish. And the heaviness, the Eridah that very often we feel, to the extent that we felt Yantif, to that extent we feel the darkness of this time after Yantif. So what I want to do for the next few minutes is to try to explain, you know, an idea and to give us a little bit of Nechama, what our Vait is right now. And how, like in Nishbet Zedekaway, how it's possible that there is a certain level of Shlemus we could reach now, greater than any Yantif. Alright. I'm sure you've all heard of the Arizal, so I'm doubt. I'm sure many of you have heard of the Roshash. Right? You're more familiar probably, I was, when I was younger, more familiar with the Roshash in the back of the Gemara. Now, I have to remind myself there's Roshash in the back of the Gemara. The, the Roshash was Roshash Shalom Shalom Shalabi. Roshash was one of the greatest Mkubalim to ever live, the greatest Mkubal from the Sardish of the Shavis Medrash, he's for sure the head of all the Mkubalim. He lived at the same time as the Baal Shem, as the Vilna Goyen, that whole Tukufa, the Ramchal a little bit earlier, and so on, the Roshash. The Roshash was the greatest of all the Mkubalim. The, the best way how I can describe, again, the Fi Arkenu, a little bit of what the Roshash, the con- contribution of the Roshash, the Panimis Satyra, is that what the Roshash did to Kisviari. You could think of this similar to what the Rambam did to Shas. What did the Rambam do to Shas? First of all, he took all of Shas and organized it in a way of Halach Lamaisa. But at the same time, by being Malvish Shas in his Mishnah Torah, which is Halach Lamaisa, he also at the same time answered all the steers and all the kashas and gave him a halach of how to learn Shas. You have to be, you know, Chaim Briska and Rogan Shavar to figure it out. But at the end of the day, in the Rambam is the answer to all the kashas you could possibly have in Shas. Kisviari is like Shas. It's as wide as Shas. It's as deep as Shas. It's not an ocean. What the Rashash did was is that he took all of the Kisviari and organized it in a halachalamaisitic way by organizing, by making a Siddur Rashash, a Kavanis, based on all the Kisviari to explain what are the Kavanis, what the Shemus Akdashim, what's happening through davening, what's happening through mitzvahs in a practical way, in Apisai. And at the same time, the way the Rashash organizes the Siddur is, is in a way in which every stira that you could possibly have and every kasha you could have in the Kisviri, it's answered. Well, Marshall, you know, there's a, there's a famous letter that we have that there was a group of big, big Mukubalim in Syria that heard about the greatness of the Rashash. He was a Rosh Hashiv in, in Yeshuit Betel, in Mukubalim in Yushalayim. 
And so the group of Mikubalim from Syria, they had a list of 70 kashas on the Kisari steers and so on, 70 kashas. And so they, 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 the Rashash was, uh, you know, the, the head of all the Mikubalim, the greatest Mikubal of the time. So they sent him the list of their kashas. So Rashash sent back a letter saying, listen, I'm not going to sit here and answer every single one of your kashas. But what I'm seeing from your kashas is that you're, you're not getting it. You're, just not, you're not getting it. So what I'm going to do is, I'm going to send you a small kuntras that I wrote as a hakdama to my sitter. And this small kuntras is called Rechav Sanar. We have it, it's about 18, 19 pages, small little print, but it's not too long. And the Rosh Hashanah said, but the all of Pneumius Atayra and Kol Atayra contain that little kuntras. He says, you know, learn it two or three times, you'll be able to, to get everything. So in the writings of the Rashash, we find the following idea. The Rashash explains, and it's based on the Kisferi, it's just the way the Rashash explains it. It's as follows. He says that, again, this, this, this might be new to some of you, but uh, even if you don't copy, your neshama does, so it's good sometimes to hear that. You know, it's like, when you go through Yontif, you know, it's Rosh Hashanah, it's Sukkot, it's Hanukkah, it's Pesach, Okay, and then it's not Yontif. To us, to the superficial eye, to just the human being, it feels that these are all right, these are all the same days. It's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and so on. It just happens to be some days are officially called Pesach. They have different halachas, and some days are officially called Hanukkah. They have different halachas, and some days are called uh, Shabbos and, and a regular Tuesday. You're in the same world, right? You're in the same tent. Okay, the halachas are different. You're supposed to do different things. Your avoid is different. But where you are is the same place. Said the Rashash, that is not true at all. There are two different universes, Bechlal, that a Jew exists in. Two different universes. And it's only because of Hester Ponim that we don't see this viscerally. There's a universe that's called parts of Hasmanim. Parts of Hasmanim means the parts of the structure, the universe of Yom Tovim. It's its own universe. And then there's something called parts of Hayamim, the universe of regular days, of every week, you know, Sunday through Shabbos, Sunday through Shabbos, Rosh Chodesh, and so on. These are two different universes. And said the Rashash, when it comes Yontif, it's not the Pshat that now, you know, you're in the same place, just boom, what, what kicks in are different obligations. No, no. What happened at that moment when it comes Yontif is that you just switched from being in universe Yomim to universe Zmanim. It's a different Mitzvah altogether. And that new universe, that new reality that you are now entered into that's called Zmanim, has different different regulations. There's a different uh, uh, there's a different physics that govern that universe of parts of Asmana. and we relate to it through matzah and sukkahs and Hanukkah licht and Purim v'chul v'chul. and every yontif is coming to uh, repair and connect us to a different aspect of that universe that's called parts of Asmana. parts of Asmana, parts of Ayam, two different universes. What is the difference in quality, in nature, between parts of Asmanim and parts of Hayam? So this is what we find, again, also in the writings of the Rashash. And this will explain why we feel so unbelievably uplifted on Yontif, and the average day, not so much. The explanation is as follows. The essential difference between parts of Asmanim and parts of Hayam, between the universe of, of Yom Toivim and the universe of regular days is, the difference between klal and prat. Klal and prat. In other words, let me give you an example. What time is it right now? I'm not sure. Whatever it is, uh, 10 o'clock, whatever it is. 
there's always two different ways to define any particular time period. There's always two different ways to, dis- to define a particular person. And there's two different ways to define a particular place that you're in. You could define, let's say, the time that you're in. You could say, like, when am I? Well, the answer is 10.05, that particular minute. But that's called prat, because you're defining the moment that you're in in a very specific and small unit of measure, a minute. Or you can say, you know what, if a person asks you, like, when is it? You could say, tavshin pei base. That's a much. That's also true. It's a much broader scope and a broader picture of what time it is, and they're both absolutely true. There's a way of gauging time in the world of prat, specific, small, 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 from year to month to week to day to hour to minute to second, and then there's klal. You could say klal can be it's tavshin pei beis. You could also say it's in the middle of the sixth millennia. You could you could go pretty big. You could go pretty broad like that. There's klal and there's prat, and they're both true. That's true with time. It's true with space. Where are you right now? Well, you can give a specific address, wherever the address is right now, I'm not sure. Or you can say, broader than that, we're in the United States of America. Or you can go more, I'm on planet Earth. Or we're in the, uh, the Milky Way galaxy. There's klal and there's prat, and they're both absolutely true. It's true with time, it's true with place, it's true with person. Who are you? Who are you? Well, you could get very proteistic. You could get very narrow and very small. And you could say, well, who am I? I am Yossi Zakatinsky. I am my own individual person. And this is the amount of space that I take up right here. And that's true. Or you could think of yourself in a more cloud-oriented way. And you can say, I am a member of my family. You could go broader. You can say, I'm Ashkenazi. You could go even broader. You could say, I'm a Yid. You could go even broader. I am a creation of the infinite one. There's a universe, there's a way of thinking, there's a way of living, there's a way of existing in a way of klal, and there's a way of living and existing in a way of prat. The fundamental difference between parts of Asmanim, a yontiv universe, and the yont and parts of Hayomim, the average day universe is. Parts of Hasmanim, the universe that we enter into on Yom Toivim, is a universe that's governed, that's, 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 that's defined from the lens and the vantage point of Klal. Of Klal. When you are holding by Chvez uh, Tesvav Nisan, and it's Pesach, it's not the Pshat when you're doing your Avaidas that you're doing the Avaid of Pesach for that particular day. No. That day that you're in, which is called Pesach, you have to see that as the Pesach of Tav Shin Pei Beis. It's an entire year's Indian that's being packaged, that you're experiencing at that moment. It's a year's Indian. This is why there's a, also a famous letter from the Rashash. The Rashash wrote that when you have, if you do your Avaita properly, he was talking about Sphere Saimer in particular. During the Avaita Sphere Saimer, if a person is Mechazik himself to, mm-hmm. you know, be a Oivr Hashem, to be a Yor Shemaim and Oiv Hashem during Sphira, it's a school, your whole year will be better like that. The whole year will be protected. Why? It's Amma School of Alma. There's mechanics to everything. There's mechanics. It's not just Amma School. The Pshat is, is because what is Yontif? Yontif is the entirety of one's year being, being condensed in that period of Yontif. And every Yontif is like that. Every Yontif you go through in the calendar of any particular year is the Chloe's of that year. Every time you're, you know, when it's Sukkot, it is the entirety of the year in a particular vantage point. 
Pesach is the entirety of the year, in particular vantage point, Chanukah, Purim, V'chul, V'chul, that's parts of Azmanim. When you move, however, after Yontif, into what's called parts of Hayomim, the average day, you are now moving from Klal into now Prat. When it's Pesach and someone asks you, what day is it? The answer is Tavshin Pei Beis. When someone asks you on Pesach, who are you? You say, I am a crea- I'm a creation of the Bernstein. That's who I am. If someone asks you what time it is, it's Tavshin Pei Beis. Where are you? I'm in the whole universe. This is where I am. I'm part of the universe. But after Yontif, now it's just a regular Thursday of Parshas V'Igash, who are you? Yazidagatinsky. What time is it? 10-10. Where are you? Some tent in Lakewood. You see the, so that, that, and that's the difference between Zmanin and Yamin. Parts of Zmanin, parts of Yamin. Now let's understand what that does to a person psychologically and emotionally. One of the greatest simchas, the deep, in Chabad Hasidus we're taught this very much, is that one of the greatest simchas a yid can ever have, the, pl- the greatest tanog that a person could ever experience is the tanog of being part of Klal, of being lost in something bigger than yourself. That is the pleasure of Olam Haba. That's the Tanug of Vodis Hashem, the Pneumius. That's the Tanug of, of being Meskasher to one's friends, to be Meskasher to one's family. It's the pleasure of becoming lost in something bigger than you. The greatest Tsar that a person can feel is what? Is that is, is, being, is being crushed by the weight of smallness. It's, godless is Tanug, Katnus is Tsar. Even the word tsar, minhameitsar, comes from constriction. When you're talking about, when you, when you as a yid, if you experience yontif, to whatever degree possible you experience yontif, automatically there's going to be an unbelievable sense of tsar and katnus and yurida that kicks in after yontif. And this, every Ayyad Hashem knows that when you take upon yourself to become a pneumistic yid, damas, it's mysterious nefesh. You know why? Because as we would all. We, we would all dance for hours, it's Gishmak to be a Yid. But everyone knows that what happens after Shabbos, what happens after Yontif, whenever you embrace that Inyan of what, of what, of wanting Godless, of experiencing Klal, automatically it means that you're going to be that much more sensitive to the pain of Katniss. This is where we're holding right now, going from Klal into Prat. Okay, so far, you know, depressed enough? Yeah, we're good. You can stop now, yeah. Okay, so what's the Nechama? So one of the greatest Talmidim of the Rashash was a big Mekobal in his own right, name is the Tars Chacham, Rechaim de la Rosa. Rechaim de la Rosa. From all the Talmidim Rashash, they all had a pachet from the, from the Tars Chacham. Mama, she was, uh, you know, in many Sfarim we find, when they, you know, Mepharshim that we have on the Rashash, on the Siddur Rashash, so very often we'll ask a Kasha, and they'll bring down a Teretz from the Tars Chacham, and all the, everyone knew Tars Chacham, whatever he said is mamish, exactly what the Rashash meant. Very often we find in the Sefer Tars Chacham that he says that I heard this, either I heard this from my Rebbe, you know, or I saw this, I, I was medayiket from the writings of my Rebbe, and sometimes he writes a Lashen that I saw this mibain risay enav, I saw in the twinkle of my Rebbe's eye, in the blink of his eyes, I saw this in him. The Rashash is a Malach Hashem Tzvokas. And very often when the other Talmidim quote, uh, they, have a ter- they have a Kasha, they'll first quote the Teretz of the Tars Chacham, and the Tars Chacham is Bechlal, it's Mamash Divin Nevias. And then they'll say, it's Tars Lekim Chaim, Mamash Divin Lekim Chaim. Over the Maisa, we don't know what he's talking about, so we'll, we'll answer differently. Tars Chacham is Mamash. We find a tremendous Chiddush in the writings of the Tars Chacham. Okay. For those that are keeping scores, Naf Kuflamid in Tars Chacham. He says like this, it's a Chiddush Nefla. He says, 
that although the world of Zmanim, parts of Zmanim, is certainly greater and bigger than the parts of Hayomim, it's Klal versus Prat, but says it to us, the level of Shlemus that one can reach in that world of Prat, the specific, in that specific, tight, constricted universe that you're in at that moment of parts of Hayomim, the actual ceiling of that universe is attainable. Masha'ain came, the ceiling, the shleimus of parts of Asmanim is unattainable until Asad Lavai. Let's understand. When you are living in that world of Kalal, the parts of Asmanim, it means that we are all absolutely one, we're all united, the whole universe is one, time is one, everything is one, it's Gavaldic. But because of that, because of that, the, the actual shleimus of that universe, and again, I'll explain, I'll give examples of this practically in a moment, but the shleimus that, 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 is, that is ultimately the goal in that world of parts of Asmanim is ultimately unattainable until what? Until the klal of all the universe reaches shleimus, which is going to be lasa lovey. But in that world of parts of Hayomim, there's a shleimus that one can reach in any particular moment that's actually greater, that, that's, that's, that's reflective of the shleimus that the world of klal will reach only lasa lovey. Let me give you examples of this, of where we have such a phenomenon, of in the world of Prat, there's a shleimus that you could experience in the world of Prat that's akin to the shleimus of the Klal that's only lost in love. Give me an example. There's the Mishnah Megillah. The Mishnah says in Megillah that the Allah is, when it comes to a Beis HaMedrash or a Beis HaKnesses, that was destroyed. The Allah is that a Beis HaKnesses and Beis HaMedrash that was actually built even when they're destroyed, they still have Kedushas, Beis HaKnesis, and Beis HaMedrash. And the Mishnah quotes, uh, it's Rabbi Yud and the Mishnah, the Mishnah quotes a Pasuk, that what? That says, um, uh, the Lashon of the Pasuk is, um, I will destroy Mikdashechem, your Batei Mikdash. And says the Mishnah, even though when they're destroyed, they're still, they still retain their Kedusha. That's the Mishnah. The Raman passing is like this in Nechus the Ravid agrees. It's Now, at the same time, that's every single shul is a Mikdash Ma'at, yeah? It's a Mikdash Ma'at. Then there is the Beis HaMikdash Gadol, the actual Beis HaMikdash. What's holding, what's the deal with the Kedushas Beis HaMikdash, the Mokim of Harabayas, that's destroyed right now? Is that, is that, do we say by the Beis HaMikdash HaGadol, it's the Kedushas HaOymid or not? So it's well known, it's Machlag is Ramam Ravid. The Ramam Shit is in Hilchus, in a few places, Beis HaBechir, in Hilchus Trumas as well, is that what? Is that the same halacha of what? Of what we find by the Bate Medrash and Bate Knesias, that what? Vashimoisis Mikdashaycha. That even though when they're, when they're destroyed, they're still Bukidushasim Himaimdim, Kedushas Beis HaKnesis exists even after the Churban of that Beis HaMedrash, says the Ramam, same thing it is with the Beis, ha- with the, Beis HaMikdash. the Ramam Paskins and Nuchas Beis HaVechira, that what? Shekedushas HaMikdash Vishalayim Neashchina, that the Mikdash and Yushalayim were sanctified initially because of the Shechina. Shechina and the Betelah, Shechina doesn't go away. The Ramam quotes the Mishnah, the Pasuk that's quoted by that Mishnah Megillah, that just as we find by Beis HaMedrash and Beis HaKnesses, it's Kaddish forever, so too the Beis HaMikdash. The Ravid disagrees. The Ravid says, not like that, the Ravid writes, Shani Oimer, I say, that what? The Ravid says, Yushalayim u Mikdash, Loi Omar. 
When it comes to Yerushalayim and Beis Hamikdash, the kedusha of the Beis Hamikdash and the kedusha of Yerushalayim was paka left once the Chor Beis Hamikdash took place. And he says, When the Beis Hamikdash was sanctified with Yeshua Benon or Melech, or was re-sanctified with Ezra Cipher, it was only a kedusha until as long as it was lasting. Once it was destroyed, the kedusha is paka. When Mashiach comes, that's when the Kedusha Ailami will set in. That's what the, the Ravit says. A well known Ravit. The Ravit says, That was revealed to me, Misaida Shem Larev. So here's the Shiloh. It's, it, it's Mamish counterintuitive. When it comes to the Beis Amigdash Hagadol, the Iker Beis Amigdash says the Ravit that what? The Kedusha that's Shaykh to the Beis Amigdash, Bismanazev. It's not betoikif, it's not eternal. It doesn't have that kiyom nitzchi. It doesn't have the strength of eternity to it. Only with Mashiach, la'asilavi, will we have kedusha v'samigdash b'shlein musa to such a degree that it will never be going away. Yet, a mikdash ma'at, but the kinesis and bat midrashis, the raivet agrees to the psak of the Ramam, to the Mishnah of Reshis and Megillah, which is that the kedusha v'samigdash v'samigdash never goes away. It's v'nahapich, I don't get it. When it comes to the Beis HaMikdash HaGadol, the Kedushas Beis HaMikdash is not Bishlamus until Mashiach comes, yet the Kedusha Beis HaKnesis Beis HaMikdash is Bishlamus Bizman HaZeh? The answer is, that's the Yisrael of the Tars Chacham. What would, take, what would take thousands of years in the world of Klal to get to that place of Shlamus, to have a Kedushas Nitzchi in the world of Prat is attainable Mamish Bizman HaZeh. Prat, the world of Prat is able to, to, to reach its ceiling faster and quicker than the world of Klal can reach its ceiling. The Beis HaMikdash versus, what's the, diff- what's the difference between the Beis HaMikdash and versus the Beis Medrash? Like the Mishnah says, like the Gemara says, that every Beis HaKnesim and Beis HaMikdash is a Mikdash Ma'at. It's the universe of parts of Hayomim. A Beis HaMikdash is the universe of parts of Hazmanim. That's why we visit the Beis HaMikdash on Yom Toivim. There's Mitzvah other Regal on Yontif. Why? Because that's what the Beis HaMikdash is. The Beis HaMikdash in place corresponds to Yom Toivim in time. And just as Yom Toivim in time are the parts of Hazmanim, which is Klal, therefore the Beis HaMikdash is a place of what? Ki Beisi Beisuli Kar Lechol HaAmim. The Beis HaMikdash in place is a place that's unif- that's designated for everyone. All of Klal Yisrael come, Lira Yisrael Pnei Adin Hashem on Yom Toivim. And because of that, however, because it's connected to parts of Azmanim, which is a universe of Klal, so the Shlemus of that universe will be reached when the Klal reaches its Shlemus, which is La Silovai. But in the universe, but every Beis HaMegdash, every Beis HaMegdash and Beis HaMegdash is what? Is the universe of Yomim, the universe of Prat. The universe of Prat is able to reach its Shlemus very quickly, because that's all there exists. You don't have to wait for this whole huge universe to be fixed. All it is is right now. You can reach its shlamas. Let me give you another example. This might be a little bit surprising. But according to the Kabbalim, by the Rosh especially, we find that Shemana Esrei is really not the height of davening. Shemana Esrei is not the highest place in davening. The highest Madriga, the actual shlamas, the mamish the shlamas of tefillah, the shlamas of that particular day that you're building that you're reaching with your shachris is tachna. It's tachna. That's surprising because by chesidim we try to avoid tachna at all costs. But lemaisa tachna by the mukbalim is considered to be ma'am shleimus. What does it mean it's shleimus? 
So it's interesting that we don't say Tachron Yantif, right? So what's interesting is if you take a look at the Beis Yosef when he, he talks about Hilchus Tachron, he quotes the Zohar Kaddish, and the Zohar says what's happening by Tachron. The Zohar says what's happening by Tachron is is that you are you are reliving the experience of Adam Rishon Kaidem Achet, where Adam Rishon Kaidem Achet was being tempted by the Nachash to fall into that place of Chayshech, that place of Mavis, that place of Das. And Adam messed it up. And because of that, since Adam was the Klal, let's understand, Adam was the parts of Hazmanim, of people, right? He was the entirety of all humanity wrapped up into one, into one person. And because Adam and Chava messed up with that sin of Adam, of the Yitzhadas Tevirah, because of that, the Klal of the universe now sunk into the abyss. And it's going to take a, ways, a, way, a whole long time until we, as a Klal, fix that mistake. But says the Zarek Kaddish, every time you say Tachnun, you are being faced with that Nisan of the Nachash. The Nachash comes over to you by Tachnun and says, let me ask you something, Rabbi Do you want to be a Yid or do you want to give everything away? Do you want to eat from the tree of knowledge or do you want to live? And you know what you do when you fall on your face? The Zarek Kaddish says, when you fall on your face by Tachnun, you are being Maishir Nefesh to God, you are saying, Rabbi Nishloilam, take my Nisham more, I'd rather die than listen to the Nachash. At that moment of Tachnon, you are reaching the ultimate Shlemus that's possible, which is fixing the sin of Adam and Chava. But I don't get it. The sin of Adam and Chava, that means I'm still mortal. The answer is, in parts of Hazmanim again, Shlemus comes to fix that madrega of Adam and Chava, to get to that place, that's loss of love. But the Chiddush of parts of Ayam is, because you're in a small little slot that's called Shachris on Friday morning, you know, in the week of Parshat Vigash, a very small little window, in that little window you can reach Shlemus. A Shlemus that would take the Klal thousands and thousands of years, you can reach by just saying Tachnon. This is, by the way, why we find, the Gemara, the Gemara says this in a couple of places, that the Gemara says that, that the first person we find to ever say Tachnon was Yeshua ben Nun. Yeshua Benun was the first prat vis-a-vis the claw of Maishar Rabbeinu. See, Maishar Rabbeinu is also an Adam Rishon Dike Indian. Maishar Rabbeinu is what? Maishar Rabbeinu is claw. Tairas Maisha. Like a Midlar, there's nothing that in the universe that is not hinted to in Chumash. Chumash is the sum total of everything. It's the parts of Hazmanim of Tyra. But because of that, Maisha doesn't get to Eretz Yisrael. He doesn't get to Eretz Yisrael. Actual sh- sh- Shlemus in the world of Zman, in the world of Klal, takes a very long time. But Yeshua Benun is the moon compared to the sun. Yeshua Benun is the world of Prat. Yeshua Benun is the beginning of Tarsh Balpeh. Tarsh Balpeh means specifics. Tarsh Balpeh means I have never even opened the Taharis, but at least I know Nizikin. I, I don't know Nizikin, at least I know Mishnah. Tarsh Balpeh means specifics. It means right now, what's in front of you right now, is this Muksa, is it not Muksa? Tarsh Maisha is. Elukus. Tarsh Maisha is Sochar Siyam HaShabbos Lekadshay. That's Shabbos. And Tarsh Mabek comes and says, no, no, no. Shabbos is, uh, you know, 150 blot, an Erevin, and every, you know, uh, piece in the Shulchan Aruch, broken down into a million pieces. Maisha is Klal, Yeshua is Prat. The first person to say Tachna, to reach that Shlemus of Adar Mishan Kaid Machet in his little day, in his little window, was Yeshua Benon. Therefore, the Gemara says that if you're that 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 tzaddikim like Yeshua don't say tachnon. This is true in terms of place that the kedushas beis haknesses of beis hamedrash is more bishlemus now than what the beis hamigdash is according to the Ravid. 
This is true in terms of time, that where you can reach on a tachn on an average day is greater than the entire universe will take to reach till Mashiach comes. This is true within the nefesh. Every single one of us, because we're in Golos, let's understand, on a broader sense, the difference between Golos and Gula, having a base amigdash and not having a base amigdash is also, in a very general sense, is the difference between living in Klal or living in Prat. The Vilna Gaon wrote this, we have this from Lakute Agra, that the Gaon said the essential difference between Golos and Gula is how do you view yourself? Do you view yourself as an individual person bumping into other individual people? Who are the Jewish people to you? People that just have common background? That's Golos. Said the Vilna Gaon, what does Gula mean? What does it mean to have a base amigdash? It means that you see yourself as part of the collective whole of Knesset Yisrael. <clears throat> Therefore, one of the greatest differences between our matzav in Golis versus our matzav when, when we had a Beis HaMikdash was what? Was when we had a Beis HaMikdash, tshuva was actually very difficult. Because even if you did all the tshuva in the world to fix a mistake, if you were Chayiv Malkus, sorry buddy, nothing's happening until you get Malkus. If you're Chayiv Mises Bezdin, I feel really sorry for you. You could clap al all you want. The kapar is not happening until you get Mises Bezdin. You know what the Chiddush is nowadays? Nowadays is, if you want to do tshuva, if you could do tshuva, I hear her tshuva, is masakin everything, even if you're Chayiv Malkis, Chayiv Mises Bezdin, Chayiv Karis, Chayiv Achatis, it doesn't matter. Nowadays, we don't have those in Yonim, and tshuva is machaper for everything. Why is that? How does that work? How does that work? Just on Rachmanis. The way it's working is, is that because we're in the world of parts of Hayom, because we're in the world of Prat, the shleimus says the Taras Chacham, again going back to that Chiddush, the shleimus that you can reach in the world of Prat is similar to the shleimus that the world of Klal will reach only L'asad Lavai. And what's going to be L'asad Lavai? Kol harisha kula ka'ashintechla, evil itself will be shown to be mamish nothing. All Averis, all chait, all Ra will be shown to be mamish keherifan, is mamish nothing. It was a stam marasayin. Mamish hesachadas. When you had a Beis HaMikdash, when you're in the world of Klal, to reach that Shlemus, to reach that level of Gilo Yelikus, where evil itself is shown to be nothing but a mirage, uh, that, that takes thousands of years. And because of that, Tshuva is very difficult. But now that we're not having a base of Megdash, now we're in the world of Prat, the world of Prats of Hayom and Bederach Klal, because of that, we're able to reach in any given moment the Shlemus, what would usually take the Klal world, the world of Zmanim, to Lasselavay. So just as when it comes to Lasad Lavai, evil itself will be shown to be nothing but a mirage. And Shuvah will be mamish the easiest thing in the world because it will just be pushed like taking off a, you know, a dirty pair of a, a dirty jacket. That's all it will be. That's what you can reach nowadays. Let me share with you a couple lines from Rav Tzadik HaKayim. This is what we find in, uh, in Sefer Preet Tzadik in Parshish Kiseitze. Listen to this. It says in the Medrash on the Pasuk, Rani Akar the Batsik says, the Navi says, Rani Akara, Akara, the Jewish people that are called in Akara, this barren, this woman that's in Akara doesn't have children, Rani, she should rejoice. Says the Medrash, Har Says the Medrash, there are more tzaddikim that exist during the times of Golas than existed during the times of Beis Amigdash. Does that mean? Just in numbers, there's more tzaddikim now? What does that mean? We're bigger tzaddikim than we used to be. Says Ratzadik. Nir al-pidisa v'kisvi ariza. 
The explanation of this is based on what we find in the Kisveri. That the Riyah Kodesh said to his prized Talmud of Chaim Vital, in this orphan generation, and appreciate this, we're talking about 1500 in Tzvat. What was going on in 1500 Tzvat? Nothing to do except be Makubal. That's all there was to do. It was not, there was nothing, nothing else. And said the Rizal, in this orphan generation, said the Riyah Kodesh, even the smallest thing that a Yid does, and you do it because you want to be a Yid. Because you want to serve the Rabbanish. And that's all you're doing it for. A small Maisa Mitzvah that's done nowadays with Kavan L'Shem Shemayim is more Chashev Rabbanish than all the big events in the Darius HaRishonim in the early generations. It's a beautiful Chizik. But what's the mechanics of that? It has a work. The answer is because the Darasar Shine in the earlier generations, they were living, Lefi Erekam, they were living in the world of parts of Asmanim. And the world of parts of Asmanim, the Klal, in order for the Klal to reach Shlemus, it's going to take thousands of years. But when you're thrown into Ikvizah de Meshich, Ikvizah de Meshich, the lowest Madrega, the generation that's Katnash of where the best we can muster up is just trying to focus our attention on the moment at hand. Why is it we have such a hard time having kavana during davening and having kavana in learning and stam having just Yeshua Das, uh, stam sitting there? You know why? Because we're in parts of a yomim parts of a yom mamshin Why is it that you ask any person in chinuch they'll tell you that every three months is a new generation? Because that's the nature of parts of a yomim. That's not because of the phone. It's not because of technology. You have to understand, that's a, it's such an immature way of thinking that we react to the world around us. The world around us is a reflection of what's going on in Nishma Yisrael. Why is it that as we get closer and closer to Mashiach, things are speeding up? Why is it that every other week there's a new invention, a new distraction, and a new psychology, and a new uh, term, and a new way to uh, become distracted with life? Why is it there a new generation every two months? It's not because of technology, it's not because of the world around us. That's it coming because of the Neshama, because we are in parts of Ayam and Mamish. Mamish, Kadnas. What time is it? I can't even tell you the day, I have to tell you the moment, the minute. I have to tell you the nanosecond that we're holding. That's how small we are. But with the kadnos that we exist in, in that, frame, that framework of mamish, parts of a yamim, times ten, the shlemus that you can reach in parts of a yamim is greater than the shlemus that, that, that can be reached in parts of Asmanim. What's going to take parts of Asmanim that in thousands of years, you can reach mamish right now. And that's what the Sadiq is saying, that's what the Kisari was saying, is that the, the uh, small Maisa Mitzvah that's done the Shem Shemayim by the Rabbanu Shalom, that's Shlemus, Shlemus, which would take the Klal thousands of years. It's true in Oilam, in place, that a Beis HaMedrash and a Beis HaKnesis right now has a deeper Kedusha, a more Shlemus de Kedusha than Beis HaMikdash according to the Ravid. It's true in time that Tachnon, Mamish, when you say Tachnon, you are being Masakin, that day is Chet Eitz more so than the Klal, for the Klal to do it on the Klal level would take thousands of years. And this is true B'Nefesh. It's true B'Nefesh. The Tshuva that you can accomplish, the level of Tahara that you can reach nowadays is greater than the Tshuva and Tahara that could have been reached with Beis Amigdash. 
the Maisa Mitzvahs that you do with Mesir's Nefesh, L'Shem Shemayim, as sm- Davka because they're small. Understand this. Davka because you're a cotton. Davka because you're a cotton, that's why your Mitzvahs are Bishlemus more than the Mitzvahs of Gedolim. That's Davka why. This is the difference between Yosef and Yehuda. See, you forgot we're holding Parsh Vigash, yeah? Yosef and Yehuda. Yosef reached absolute shlemus. The greatest shlemus that a sheva can reach is what? Is to become like an av. But Yosef is prat. The reason why Yosef reaches that shlemus is because Yosef is the embodiment of parts of Hayomim. This is why Yosef grows and he develops on his own. He's the only yid in Mitzrayim. He's that bechin of prat, of specifics, of not klal, there's no chevra. He doesn't have a minion. He's mamash by himself. Yosef Tzadik is the bechin of prat, and that's why his name means Yosef. Yosef Hashem Li Bein Acher. Why does Rachel name him Yosef to say, give me another son? Yehuda is named because of Hamaitis Hashem. Lay is happy. She thanks Hashem. Yosef is unsatisfied because that's the nature of prat. The nature of prat is shkayach. But now, now I'm in another moment, and this moment now feels empty. And I feel that moment, and I'm moving to another moment, and that moment now is an endless cycle. This is why Yosef has the sign of Taiva, because the nature of Taiva is very much, very, the one that's connected with parts of Hayomim is very susceptible to that world of Taiva. Because Taiva means there's something missing me right now. And what I accomplished a moment ago does not satisfy me anymore. You know why? Because you're in a different universe. Yesterday you were in 1001, and now you're in 1002. However, the parts of Asman and Dikiyid, nothing really changed from a moment ago. He's still in Tashim Bebez. So he doesn't feel that fire, that desire. He doesn't feel that emptiness that, and wanting to, to satisfy with all sorts of stuff. This, again, this, this explains why our generation is a generation that's, that's so thirsty. They don't even know what they're thirsty for. I don't know what I'm thirsty for, but we're thirsty. You know why? Because even if we quenched our thirst a minute ago, it's a new minute right now. That's the quality, it's a Yosef Tzadik quality, that's a parts of a Yomdik quality. Yosef reaches Shlemus because he's parts of a Yomim. Yehuda, on the other hand, it's a different Indian. Yehuda's Klal. Yehuda atu Yehuda achacha. Yehuda's Indian of Klal, he's the Melech. The Melech is the Klal. Melech is the Lev Ha'am, the Ramam writes in Hilchus Melachim. He's the heart of the people. The definition of Yehuda, the definition of the Melech is that he doesn't see himself as an individual person. The Malchus of Yehuda is what? The capital, the throne of Yehuda is in Beis HaMikdash. The only one that's allowed to sit in Beis HaMikdash is the Melech from Malchus Beis David. The Beis HaMikdash, which is a place of Klal Yisrael, which is a place of Yom Toivim, is where David Malkim Meshich is able to sit, Bishlemus. Because David Melch Yehuda means parts of Azmanim. But because he's parts of Azmanim, he doesn't have the Shlemus of Yosef does. These are the two worlds of Yosef and Yehuda. But that's what Lessig's parsha. This week's parsha is Vayigash El Yehuda. They have to be brought together. So how do we bring this together? And until now, this has all been theoretical, and now it's Halach Lemaisa. The reason why, let's understand. There's a term from Rav Kook, you know, Rav Kook uh, wrote in one of his, I think it's in R.C. Stroll, he writes that really this dynamic of Klal and Prat, this dynamic of the Jewish people and the individual Jew, Tavshin Pei Beis and 1005, this dynamic are really in truth not two different universes. The truth of all truths is is that every single one of us individually is really an extension off of the claw. 
And every moment of, you know, 10.05 is really an extension off of Tashin Bebez, we understand. Think of it as this huge tree with many individual branches. So you have a tree that's called Knesset Yisrael with millions and millions of branches and sub-branches and leaves and twigs and so on. The explanation of why it is that in the world of parts of Hayomim, I told you it was going to be deep, it was your fault, okay? Don't, I don't want to hear any times after this. The reason why in parts of Hayomim you can reach Shlemus greater than parts of Hazmanim is not because you're a separate place and parts of Hazmanim is like tailing, you know, weighing behind. Think of it like this. What's considered to be deficient, what's, what's imperfect in the world of Klal, when that imperfect madrega travels all, all the way down to your particular twig, that's already called Shlemus. Lamashal, if you have a big Tamar Chacham, and a big Tamar Chacham, right? His Havamina, something that, that is Mamish in passing in his mind, a small little Knech in a Sugya that he's learning, but it's Mamish, not the, the Shlemus of the Sugya, according to the, according to the Tamar Chacham's Madrega. If he gives you that particular piece, to you, that's Shlemus. Right? If you have a big, uh, you know, a gallon of water, and now it's full half a gallon. So the gallon is chaser. But if you take half of that gallon and fill what? And fill a bottle that's half a gallon, then guess what? The half gallon is full. The reason why us, the parts of Hayomim, can reach Shlemus is because we are all extensions in truth off of parts of Asmanim. And what is maybe not so complete in parts of Asmanim, by the time it makes its way to parts of Hayomim, that's called Shlemus. What's deficient in the Klal Madrega becomes Shlemus in the Prat Madrega. What does this mean? It means that you as an individual, the greatest you can become the Yosef Tzadik, so the world, the fact that Yosef Tzadik becomes Mamish like the Av, is in truth really only coming because he's part of Knesset Yisrael. It's coming because of Yehuda. Because there's such a thing as Knesset Yisrael and Yosef Tzadik is a Yid amongst Yidin, and even though when Yosef Tzad looks out the window and he looks at the Chev around him, he's like, come on, guys. Come on. You could do better than that. And maybe they should do better than that. But whatever degree that the Klal has, as deficient as it might be, when it makes its way to the individual Prat, the individual Prat is holding by big things. So you could have the following dynamic. And there's a Pella. You could have an individual person Who's mamish tzaddik yisoid oilam? Tzaddik yisoid oilam. He is a parush, and he knows shas and paiskim and kisveri balpeh, and he fasts bahab even when it's not bahab, and he says till him all day. He's mamish tzaddik yisoid oilam, and you know what? And he's walking in the streets, and he has a veil on his face. He doesn't even want to look. Forget women. He doesn't want to look at other yidn because he's so disgusted by the smallness of the world around him. And he can barely muster up the strength of down with a min. You know why? Because a bunch of voice bars. I should lower myself. I'm holding by big madregas. I'm an atzilos. I'm holding by big things. I'm going to lower myself to the hamayinam. But the truth is, you know why he's bishlemus? Where is he getting his koiches from? He's getting his koiches from the hamayinam. Those voice bars that he's embarrassed to say that he's a part of. Those voice bars that he's embarrassed to say that he's part of their chavra. That's where he's getting his chiyas from. And the only reason why he's Adam HaSholem is because he's coming and he's being yoinik. He's, he's getting chiyas from a deficient parts of Asmanim. 
To the extent that every single one of us connects to a chevra, to the extent that we connect to Klal Yisrael, and you see yourself, you define yourself as not just a Yid, you are a Yid, you are part of Knesset Yisrael. And where is Knesset Yisrael holding? Uh, okay, well, you know, we can be better. But that's where every single part of your Shlemus as individuals is coming from. Your Hatzloch in Parnasa, your Hatzloch in Ruchnis, Ruchnis and Gashmis. Any Hatzloch you have as individual is coming from the Klal. I, when you look at the Klal, you think to yourself, that's the Klal. That's where my Chis is coming from. I'm much more Hatzloch than the Klal. In Gashmis and in Ruchnis. Yeah. But your Shlemus as individual is coming from what the Klal has B'chisarim. What's half a gallon, what's missing by the Klal, by the time it makes to you, you already become your Malachash and Tzokis. But where is your angelic avoider coming from? It's coming from the half-baked avoider of the cloth. Yehuda is the one, Yosef's chiyas, Yosef's madregas of Shlemus, is coming because he's part of that cloth of Yehuda. That's Vigash of Yehuda. Yehuda is the one that ultimately sets up the table in which Yosef Tzadik is able to find his own personal Shlemus only because he's coming from the deficient avoider, the deficient Shlemus of the cloth. There's a maizah from Hashem, maybe to bring us home to this point a more clear. There's a maizah from Hashem that, you know, his minig was that he was, he was a big davener. That shouldn't surprise any of us. And by Hishman Esri, was very long. So the way, the way it was by, by the Talmudim was that he would daven. And they would just wait and wait and wait. Yeah, it could be two hours until the Baal Shem Tov finished Hishman Esri. So it came one time in particular. It was on Shabbos. And the Baal Shem Tov was having a long time. And the Chavar were getting a little bit antsy. So they say amongst themselves, listen. Let's go to the sun, let's go make Kiddush. And we know how long Balshantiv takes. We'll go, we'll make Kiddush, we'll come back, and he'll, you know, he'll still be down from us. He won't know any, the better, you know. That's what they do. They go make Kiddush, and they figure out they're only on for like 15 minutes, and they come back, and Balshantiv's sitting, waiting for them to come. And he's like, you know, what happened? So they say, Rabbi, we're so sorry, but like, you know, to be honest with you, your Shemanesh is usually like three hours. Like, what happened? So Balshantiv said, let me tell you something. There was once a, group, once a group of people, they were walking in the forest, and they see, they find themselves by a tree. And they see on the top of the tree, there's this uh, very, you know, exotic bird that's sitting up there. And they decide, you know, let's, we want to get this bird, it'll be a hush of a thing. So each person's trying to climb the tree, it's impossible. But they decide, you know what we'll do? Let's make a human pyramid. So we'll all get on top of each other. And finally, the, the person on top of the pyramid will be able to reach the, uh, reach the bird. So while that's happening, so the pyramid is being constructed, and one person's climbing all the way on top. Meanwhile, one of the guys in the bottom row decides to himself, you know what? Yeah, what do you need me for? What am I here for? What am I doing? I'm at the bottom of the row. What am I contributing to this whole thing? I let the rest of the chavah, they'll take care of it. I'll just, I'll just sneak out. So he goes out. What happens? The whole thing collapses. Said the Baal if you know where I'm reaching in the Oil Masalyana by Mahesh Benesi, Mahesh Oil Masalyana. But you know how I'm reaching it? I'm reaching it because of your three minish masteries. Because of your three minish masteries. And as a klal, for you to reach my madrig, it's going to take thousands of years. But that's where I'm getting my koiches from. Because said the Baal Shem Tov, I'm a yochid. I'm parts of hayomim. And, my, and, and I can reach shleimus, mamish gewaldik, as a yochid. But where my shleimus comes from is siphoned off of the chiyas that's really coming from the parts of Azman and from the collective whole. And when that chiyas is, is sort of evenly distributed amongst the klal, you're all davening three minish masteries. But when all of that is brought into my little universe of parts of Ayamim, I become a Baal Shem. But I'm a Baal Shem because of all you, Pasha the Eden. So when you leave the base Medrash, my Shem all of a sudden is cut short. As Baal Shem has said. That's 
what it means to be a yid. Our avoid in our times is to begin to bring together these two worlds of growing this whole chaver, this whole inyan. And, and this is not just here, but Hashem, primis de gechaburs and primis de gechavers is sprouting up all over the place. Of yidin deciding that they want something more. They want something more. They want to be a yid. They want to have the three hours from the Baal Shem Tev. But chas v'shalom, chas v'shalom for a person to think that that shleimus that you're reaching as an individual is despite the fact that you're a part of uh, the world around you that's maybe not getting it. It's a very big nisayin, I'm telling you this, it's a very big nisayin of becoming primis de yidin and looking down at yidin that are not holding by primis yet. But the truth of all truths is that everyone, every single one of us has to remember this. To whatever degree possible that we as individuals could have become primis de yidin, it's only because we're part of Kla Yisrael. And even if Kla Yisrael is has a lot of issues, a lot of issues, you name it, you name it. You know, you ask someone, you take someone to the side and say, you know, Rabiid, what's the biggest issue facing Kla Yisrael? You get all sorts of answers, right? So some people tell you, not enough Dafiyam Yishirim. Some people will tell you, Tznias. And maybe some people will tell the truth, which is like, most even don't know there's a God in heaven. Right? We think of Kla Yisrael, what's Kla Yisrael, like Lakewood in Brooklyn, right? Kla Yisrael, Kla Yisrael's mamish, Mamish broken, mamish. And so you, now you have individual Yisvat Tzadik sprouting up, wanting something more of themselves. But those Yisvat Tzadiks have to know that the only way they're going to reach Shlemus, the only way how they're going to become the Belshemtas in their little universe, is only to the extent that they love and believe in Kla Yisrael. Your chiyas, your madregas, your aliyah in the parts of Hayomim as an individual person in Nefes of Mashiach is only because of the energy that you're siphoning off of the parts of Asmanim of Kal Yisrael. And it's true that when it's in parts of Asmanim, it's half-baked. Because there's a lot to spread, there's a lot of energy to spread around. And for parts of Asmanim, for it to get to the full gallon, it'll take till Mashiach. But that half a gallon that's in parts of Asmanim, by the time it makes it to you, it turns you into the Baal Shem Tov. But that's where you're coming from. If you want to know in truth the litmus test of where you're holding an Avadis Hashem, Be'emes, Be'emes, it's not how long your Shemunesre is. It's not. It's not how much Blat Gemara you know. It's not, it's not how much tears you shed by a Kumzitz. It's how much Avadis Yisrael you have. That's the litmus test of real Avadis, of real growth. Because to the extent that a person is Avadis Yisrael, to the extent that you can look at it and say that's an extension of the Shekhinah Kedusha, that's my brother, that's my sister, that's my own kidney. To the extent that you could have that obviously Yisrael and believe that all of my madregas are coming from all those hidden out there that I'm looking down on my nose. To that extent, then you could be a Yisvat Tzadik. But if you, if, if, not you, but if a Yid is growing in their Avayid and Pneumius, and it's not developing a sense of obviously Yisrael at the same time, then Chas Shalom, it could be Marasai. It could be Klipas Noiga. It could just be fake. It could just be fake. Real avoid and real Yisvat Tzadik comes as an extension of the world of Yehuda. That's Vigesh El Yehuda. This is what we have to do, Chavra, this generation, this last generation. If we want to usher in the age of Mashiach, if we want to bring Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David together, we have to build that world of Pneumius. You have to become inward. You have to become a private, deep person. A person that's able to to close one's eyes and talk to oneself, a person that's able to cry at a kumzit, a person that's able to, 
to say a bracha with dveikas, to be a yid that's dovuk in the rabbanishlam, that thinks about God, that says the word God, that his whole life is revolving around God, and at the same time realize that all of those madrigas that you're trying to reach is only because you're a member of Klai Yisrael. And Klai Yisrael's not holding where it should be. But that's the only reason why I'm holding where I am is because I'm a member of them. Because I'm holding by Klai Yisrael. When we bring those two worlds together, of Ahavas Hashem, Ahavas HaTorah, and Ahavas Yisrael, that's Vayigesh El Yehuda. Hashem should bless each and every one of you. Your mom is holding by the, by the, the spear's edge. We should all deserve to become Pnimis de Giyidin, Yaisat Sadik de Giyidin. Pnimis de Giyidin. But also Yidin that are full, that are Moli Vagadish, that are overflowing with Avas Yisrael. Only when you have that Moli Vagadish overflowing sense of Avas Yisrael, to that extent you could trust your Pnimis, you could trust your Avaida, you could trust your three hour Shmanasra. Hashem Shabbat each and one of us with that. We should be Zechat to see with our own eyes the, re- the, re- the, re- the revelation of this Kedusha, the Yichud of parts of Azmanim, parts of Ayamim, the Shlemus of parts of Azmanim. Ayin by Yir B'Shuvah Shamatziah and Rubias Gold Sadig Meher Vimenu Amen. Yeah, okay, there you go. I don't know if you